0: Welcome to Flagrant Pod season one, The Flagrant Files. I'm your host, Sierra, and today things are getting a little steamy as we investigate the allegations of climate control abuse leveraged against the San Antonio Spurs in 2014. Joining me in the hot seat today are Ashton and Alex, two founding mothers of Flagrant Mag. Ashton and Alex, how are you doing today? Dude, just
1: just vibing. Just dandy.
0: Why don't you take a second, introduce yourselves, because after our first episode, we found out that some of our listeners had trouble discerning the melodices of your voices. Oh my God, melodices? Wow,
2: what a word, dude. <laughs> Why are you on this podcast? Good morning. <gasps> oh my God. You need to be on NPR with that fucking vocabulary. Dude,
1: they need to get you on that, like a podcast about the 600 new words in the dictionary that were just added.
2: Which one of them is supposedly. Supposedly. Oh God. So one of them is the way that people mispronounce the word? Supposedly. Okay, cool. Did they put Paschetti in there? (laughs) (laughs) That one should be in there before supposedly. Yeah, actually Paschetti should be in there.
0: (laughs) Dads everywhere are furious.
1: (laughs) Um, so back to whatever the hell. I am Ashton. This is Ashton. Get used to it or get
2: out of here <laughs> you gotta deal with her uh i'm <laughs> alex so i don't know it's up to you to figure out who's talking i guess there's nothing more i can do besides yeah, like talk. i don't
1: what did people ex- what did people expect what do other people
0: do on podcasts like uh one of you could use a thick accent for the remainder of the pod <laughs>
2: alex oh, i God, think that please well, yeah i, I knew that was coming uh, listen it's it goes, it goes from, like, light British straight to Austin Powers, and I can't really, like, do that. Even though that is my brand, I really am trying to move away from that. Um, the easiest way to tell us apart is Sierra's voice is the lowest, yep. mine is the second lowest, and Ashton's the third lowest. But we're all altos. Yeah. Do you
1: mean, you mean <laughs> third lowest is, like, highest? Highest.
2: Yeah, so like okay. from a one to three scale, yeah. Sierra would be one, I would be two, you would be three. Unless okay. of course we're going the other way, you would be one, I would still be two, <laughs> and then Sierra would be three. So however you'd like to look at this
1: it. This is really clear and they understand surely now at this point. Yeah. They hate There's no clearer way we could paint
0: this for them. <laughs> yeah. No one got confused about my voice. They like, Oh yeah, hers is the one that's two octaves
2: lower than everybody else's. So
0: But all right, you guys. Are you fired up about this conspiracy?
2: Oh, Birdman hands rubbing. Yes. Which Birdman? We need to specify which Birdman we're talking about Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. There are multiple Birdmans being referenced on this podcast episode. Birdman count, too.
0: Grab your sweat towels, everybody. (laughs) It's time to turn up the heat. Throughout history, humans have survived in unfathomably harsh conditions, ranging from scorching deserts to bone-chilling blizzards. But no amount of preparation could have readied LeBron James and the Miami Heat for what they faced in the first game of the 2014 NBA Finals. The Heat were the away team, matched up against the San Antonio Spurs, and at some point during the game, the Spurs' AC system malfunctioned, sending temperatures inside the arena above 90 degrees. Scientists everywhere agree, that is bad. So Ashton and Alex, where were you when the AC stopped whirring? Did you guys remember this happening live at all?
1: No, and I, I watched the series, and I can recall the series, but I, uh, whenever I say series, Siri pops up on my computer. Um,
0: <laughs> get out of here.
1: Get out of here, Siri. Uh, oh, no, she's back. Uh, okay, <laughs> no, I don't remember this.
2: Like I'm kind of annoyed. I guess 2014 like is a long time ago. Alex, do you remember it? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I took, like, a 12-year hiatus from my NBA fanhood, uh, and I only reentered in 2013, and as a Blazers fan, of course. So, like, other teams didn't exist in the league to me. Yeah. I was just Blazers. So the fact that they weren't in the finals, I, I don't think I even watched this series. Is there some kind of, like, personal reason
1: for the hiatus? Like, is that, is that something we need to, like, delve deeper into? Or is... I'll just
2: briefly say I played basketball for many years, and my last experience playing basketball – in high school sucked so bad that I quit and I pivoted Aww. to tennis and oh. then just after that I sort of didn't care about basketball but I went to a game actually versus the Spurs at Moda Center with my dad in 2013 and it was one where LaMarcus Aldridge just hit this like turnaround jumper to win at the last moment and it, it actually like reignited my basketball love and my dad oh my god that is that extremely
0: moment. poetic
2: <laughs> it was pretty. Wow. It was pretty sweet because my dad's the reason I got into basketball in the first place. So wow, Hallmark yeah. made
0: for TV movie moment. <laughs>
2: Congratulations! And it's It all comes back to the
1: Spurs and Lamarcus. What does it's that true. mean for
0: us? Uh, I also yeah. was not like an NBA. F- I was a very much a Warriors fan at this time. This was like my junior year of high school, but I was not an NBA fan. So I don't remember this happening at all. I only watched exclusively Warriors games. So yeah. I'm glad none of us remember this happening. It's fresh in our
1: minds. It gives us a lot of ethos to talk about it.
0: Yeah. So since none of us remember this happening and, you know, who knows how many of our listeners remember either, let's do a quick timeline of events. So in the first half of the game, LeBron played 23 minutes and 46 seconds. He had six field goals and finished the first half with 20 points, seven defensive rebounds, and two blocks. Which, to me, sounds like the makings of a classic LeBron James dominant playoff performance as somebody whose team has been the, uh, the victim of quite a few LeBron James playoff performance I RIP. I can understand how the Spurs might have been feeling <laughs> at this one.
1: Is there a three-1 lead involved? Mmm. you know?
0: <laughs> oh, Ashton. Ashton.
1: I'm sorry.
0: I'll remind you who the host of this <laughs> podcast is.) You might be hosting the Zoom meeting, but I call the shots.
1: (laughs) So what happened with LeBron? What's his deal? Sounds like it was something else. Yeah,
0: it did not end up being a dominant performance. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you know, 20 points is still good. (laughs) But in the fourth quarter, after the AC died, raising temperature inside the arena to close to 90 degrees, if not more, he played only five and a half minutes and had two field goals before leaving the game permanently. Sketch. Wow clearly, LeBron was affected by the heat.
2: Guy needs some Bolt 24. (laughs) God damn it, dude. (laughs) I just walk around singing that fucking jingle all the time. Bolt 24. Yeah, so LeBron, like, uncharacteristically just poops out in the second half.
0: Yeah, he came out um, noticeably earlier than, like, when he would normally come out in the fourth quarter. uh, And then kept subbing out. And he was actually mic'd up that game and he said I need colder water I need to come out like you could tell by what he was saying that he was like not feeling good (laughs) but he said they're trying to smoke us out yeah he said they're trying to smoke us out of here which kind of clues us in to what might might have been going on I'm gonna need some colder water now they're trying to smoke us out of here they're trying to smoke us out of here
1: yeah, I think it's a little suspect though that, like, that's what he. That's where his mind
2: goes.
0: They're trying to smoke this out of here. Yeah.
2: yeah. Like, that's like a real whoever smelt it, dealt it kind of situation. Yeah. <laughs> like, if he's bringing up the idea that, like, that is what's happening, like, that's where your mind goes. You have to have some
0: inside info. Is he trying to, like, signal to the press? He's like, blinking in Morse code. He's like, they're trying to (laughs) smoke us out. How much does he know?
1: We need to rewatch for Morse code blinks.
0: But this wasn't the first time James had made the harrowing trip to Cramp City. In 2009, during Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals, LeBron erupted for 49 points against the Magic. However, as the final buzzer sounded, he collapsed, stating that he, quote, should have been drinking more vitamin water. Then, in 2012, LeBron cramped up again against the Thunder, scoring only six points after returning to the court. A troubling pattern of tightening muscles was emerging, one that a clever foe could easily exploit.
2: I don't think it's a tightening muscles situation. I think it's like a tightening wallet situation, tightening budget. Because, okay, so for example, so the vitamin water thing, that was definitely a plug, right? Yeah, like, you know, he knows was if he was actually cramping.
0: He was sponsored by Vitamin Water at that point. And it's also so funny so, to think about. I don't want to like take anything away from LeBron collapsing a little theatrical. A little bit he kind of a, a little Victorian, b-
2: sir. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I will say though, like there is there is a this is not the first time that a player has like done a plug like in game or something like that. I don't know if you guys remember the iconic gif of Kevin Garnett winning the championship and then screaming anything as possible. We've all used it on Twitter, right? Well, the real story behind that is that Kevin Garnett was actually supposed to be doing an Adidas plug for their <laughs> new quote, for their new slogan, impossible is nothing, oh my but God. he bungled it in his excitement about actually winning and what came out was anything is possible which makes more sense than impossible is nothing. Impossible is
0: nothing is is sounds like a slander campaign against impossible burgers (laughs) (laughs) like Beyond Beef was like impossible is nothing.
2: Did so? Did he get the money after yeah. that? I guess not. <laughs> That's what I don't know. I feel so bad for Kevin Garnett. All he got was a dumbass NBA championship. What about the Adidas money? Dude, I have what about no the idea. Sweet, What about the ten k that you really
1: needed? Yeah. So LeBron is one for the theatrics. He's one for plugging shit. He's one for trying to trademark Taco Tuesday, which oh was my like God, really strange. Um, and listen, I'm a LeBron gal, but. He, we have to call him out on his his shit cuz he's yeah. he's just he's like the cheesiest dad like trying to brand himself constantly and the vitamin water thing collapsing and then being like give me a vitamin water is like just yeah.
0: so insane i've said this before i would like to go on record that in terms of off court vibe lebron james has the same energy as jason jerulo <laughs>
2: Jason Derulo as the artist or Jason Derulo as the person falling down the stairs? As
0: the person falling down the stairs. Falling down the stairs at the Met Gala and collapsing (laughs) and begging for vitamin water. Two sides of the same coin.
1: I think we could get a Jason Derulo Bolt 24-esque vitamin water jingle. Yeah. Like there's something, this has legs, we just need to find it. Yeah, absolutely. Jason Derulo, vitamin water. Yeah, damn. Damn. exactly.
2: You just created it. <laughs> Why'd you do it here?
1: Pay me, pay me. Yeah,
0: pay me. Jason Drillo is listening to this podcast for sure.
1: Dude, he LeBron DM'd passes us. out and wakes up, and he's like, "Vitamin water." In the auto
0: with the auto voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wakes oh, up from a coma, God. and everything he says is auto tuned. Like those people that wake up from comas and they like know Chinese. It's the same <laughs> thing, except now everything LeBron James says is auto tuned. <laughs>
1: Dude, I, I can't it. believe that you said melodices
2: at the beginning. Melodices. I think I, that one. I,
0: the- I might have mispronounced it. It was really. It came out of nowhere. It, I'm
2: still stuck on. Is it. Is that one of the new words that they added? Because I've never fucking heard that in my life. It's I don't so know. Cool. I might
0: just be misusing it. Somebody's gonna be in our like reviews. Like Sierra says words that she does not know the meaning
2: of, and it's like
0: yeah. To be honest, know dude, all we need from. to do
2: is keep saying it, and then it'll just end up in the dictionary, like, supposedly. <sighs> Did
1: That's you know Irregardless
2: is in there, too? No. Yeah. Stop. It's so crazy. We're just rewarding bad behavior at this point. Uh, any, yeah. Sorry, I'm derailing.
1: I'm derailing this. Taco Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> all Get right. back to
0: it. So, Ashton and Alex, <laughs> if you had a way to control the elements and stop LeBron James' run of terror in the playoffs, would you do it?
2: So obviously, if like he's playing the Blazers, I would be more upset about this, you know, Mm -hmm. heist, if you will. Yeah. But I will say that I am like a purist when it comes to how a game turns out. I don't want for any reason. And this is why I did not want the Blazers to win the bubble championship, because I didn't want there to be an asterisk on the end of our championship or some sort of, you know, someone's explaining away how we won when we shouldn't have kind of thing. So, no, I don't think I would I would sabotage LeBron James in a game or a series because I would want to win fair and square, even yeah. if that means losing fair Yeah, and I would cheat to win. I would do anything I had to do. This busy. is Ashton. This is Ashton's yeah. voice. No, no, that uh, was, that was sorry, Ashton. That, that this was. is
1: Ashton. I would, I
0: would because um, all I care about is. I wouldn't. Let me tell you why. Ashton's admitting on the pod.
1: Um, I would do it because nobody remembers in 30 years, they're not going to be like, well, I mean, like some of the nerds will be like, asterisk, but I'll be like, nah, my team won. That's true. Yeah. So that's kind of my vibe. Winners always prosper.
0: Basically, every ring the Warriors won in their reign, everyone's like, well, but uh, Mm -hmm. but KD and but Kevin Love was hurt. However... The sweet, sweet taste of winning a ring much, much outweighs those nerds on Twitter being like, Yeah, but you wouldn't have won if Kevin Love hadn't gotten hurt. I don't care.
2: Dude, honestly, the NBA has never been at optimum health is no team has ever been at 100% playing each other. So like that is how it would go down. It just went down how it would go down. Cause that's what happens in the NBA. I hate that argument so much.
0: So there is a chance. I know we've been talking a lot about if they did this on purpose, but there is a chance it could have been a mistake, but let's look at some of the facts. So the AT&T center where the Spurs play was built in 2002. So it's not a particularly old arena by any means. It was built to be able to convert into a hockey arena. And although hockey is not the main focus of the arena, in theory, wouldn't you want an air conditioning system that is extremely robust to be able to convert over to a hockey
2: arena? Hmm. You'd think. I mean, and also it's in San Antonio. Yeah. Right. Like you got to have some strong shit for that. Yeah. It also holds nearly
0: 20,000 people, like has a capacity of over 19,000 people, which is absurd. I feel like one of the first things you look at is how do we make sure this place never goes above sixty five degrees?
1: Yeah, and it's also, uh, I'm guessing, I'm not an expert, um, but I'm guessing it's not like a little one little machine
0: that broke. Like it's a robust. It's a box. Like it's a box fan with an air filter taped to it.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. right. I mean, what what is the situation there? Yeah, you know, HVAC wise.
0: Hi, Dave, this is Sierra. Clearly, we're no air conditioning experts. So in the interest of truth telling, we brought one in. Dave Pershing is no stranger to the climate control business.
2: Hi, my name is Dave Pershing. I'm with Oregon City Heating and Cooling, and I'm president of the company.
0: Right away, Dave made it clear that he was the right man to call in for this job.
2: Um, Can you hear me OK? I'm kind of near a road. I can go in my vehicle if I need to.
0: What Dave told us confirmed every single suspicion we had about this conspiracy theory.
2: Well, to sabotage a system, you know, you can pull, pull disconnect and, you know, it would go down fairly, fairly easily.
0: So you're saying it could have been an organic failure, but it also wouldn't necessarily be difficult for somebody to maybe get in there and mess things
2: up no, a little so- bit. Correct. Absolutely.
0: How likely do you think it is for the entire air conditioning system in a stadium like that to just fail?
2: The, the entire system? I would think if, if there's, I would assume there would be more than one unit. I doubt all of them would go down at the same time. I, I just can't see that happen unless they got... It. Electrical issues, but then I don't think you have lights or anything else.
0: With an expert in our corner, we now felt ready to continue 90. the investigation. They're trying to smoke this out of here. Compelling stuff. Okay, so Dave's pretty
1: much in the camp of like, this happened. This absolutely happened.
0: snapped, dude. <laughs> he came in and just, I wasn't expecting it, just bombshell after bombshell.
1: Yeah, that was like... in. He hit all the the points. It's informative. It was Mm -hmm. real. And he's on our side. Yeah. He believes, obviously, this was sabotage. Hmm. Okay. So, so far, there's nothing that's, like,
0: pointing to the fact that, like, this didn't happen. Exactly. And you know what? We have even more evidence. Because the plot thickens even more when you consider that the Spurs seem to have been conditioning for this exact moment. Jeff McDonald of the San Antonio Express News reported that Tim Duncan and Danny Green, both on the team at the time, had been conditioning in triple degree heat, specifically doing wind sprints. Why?
2: Mm. Wow. What?
0: I know. Come on. Have you ever heard of somebody like an athlete doing that before who wasn't getting ready to run a marathon in the Sahara?
1: You're in a climate controlled
0: environment. Why would you need that? And it certainly seemed like they were ready because after the AC died, Tony Parker scored 14 points in the fourth quarter. Hmm.
1: What? So this kind of a, a theory I was forming in my brain mm-hmm. is that LeBron was kind of behind it because he loves kind of a story. He loves kind of...
0: He loves a narrative.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. He loves... Mm-hmm. Um, overcoming something he loves talking about overcoming something
0: yeah uh
1: so i kind of thought it was an inside job is that an inside job no double no that'd be like agent? an outside
2: inside job yeah what's an inside job <laughs> the spurs it means doing the it would people, be an inside yeah job. yeah yeah the okay. spurs,
1: <laughs> spurs <laughs> doing inside
0: job. okay yeah so yeah, it's yeah. not an I think inside what job. We- <laughs> it's a yeah it's a double dip super mega yeah it's like a closed
1: in patio
2: job Mm -hmm. not quite inside Mm -hmm. not quite outside how we would need to look at it is let's say this is a heist okay Mm -hmm. let's say this is an ocean's 11 type situation right yeah Mm -hmm. the inside job in that movie would have been that andy garcia's character did it himself Uh uh-huh oh but that's not really what we're saying yeah wait (laughs) that would be an inside job while Ashton works through this,
0: you, you can't see it. If you're on our Patreon, you could really see Ashton the gears just turning in her head. She's like looking up to the side. She is this is something that's top trying of, this to figure This is priority zero for the day. Priority zero. So while Ashton figured this out, I just want to give a couple more pieces of evidence to push this in the crime direction. One is a quote from Greg Popovich saying, uh, this is po- after the game. I'm sure both teams are happy. We have a few days off. Hopefully we can pay our bills. Kind of making a joke on the idea that the Spurs AC was shut off because they could not pay our bills. And obviously Greg Popovich Popovich loves to joke. Mm -hmm. Kind of a tongue-in-cheek answer to give if you know that something fishy is going on.
2: You know, Hmm. and I will say, just thinking about it, let's say the AC did fail. Mm -hmm. Let's say it failed in the first quarter. Mm -hmm. how would it have gotten so hot in there in such a short amount of time like Mm -hmm. the AC had been going for years when would they have ever turned it off wow Yeah. so how would it have gotten so hot so fast unless Mm -hmm. it was premeditated you're
1: smarter than you look Alex (laughs) and
0: you look like an idiot (laughs) that's the (laughs) nicest thing anyone's ever said to me
2: (laughs) but I guess there is something going on
0: in there (laughs) (laughs)
1: oh fuck dude I'm trying to think like, you know, in my house, if I turn off the if
2: I turn off the AC (laughs) in my house that holds only 18000 people, I would say it takes about this is bringing us back to the Ashton is just absurdly wealthy (laughs) trope. I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying there's something there. It seems yeah. premeditated. Yeah. The timeline doesn't add up for it to have been a mistake and for it to have just happened. You know that's something they check before each game too. Right. Yeah.
0: And two Blazers fans might be interested to hear this. Not the first time that something fishy has gone on in the Spurs <sighs> arena because in game two of the Western Conference semifinals when the Spurs were playing the Blazers, a snake was found in the locker of Thomas Robinson.
2: Yeah. I remember that.
0: Bad omen much?
2: Yeah, that's a little weird. Like, come That's on, a little on
0: the nose.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, veil it.
0: Like, we found a dead horse head in the visiting <laughs> locker room. <laughs>
2: we couldn't believe it, but it's yeah. just, you know, the environment here. That's so sketch.
1: When you were saying something fishy, Sierra, were you trying to think of a pun about a snake? Yeah.
0: I mean yeah. I get it. Yeah. I think good too. Something scaly. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> my brain doesn't work that uh, sabotage on this scale. Oh shit. Oh S- I know. Well I used up I used up all my brain energy on Melodius, so <laughs> yeah. That, was, yeah, my, that true. was my one of that was my one of the pod.
1: Uh, Thomas Robinson deserves the world, just for the record. Oh god, I miss him so much. Um, does yeah. not deserve a snake in the locker, but not surprising that these little bitch asses would
0: pull this kind of crap. There's a snake in my locker. There's a snake in my
2: locker. The question is, like, who would have placed that? Because I don't, I don't think any of the Spurs players would actually touch a snake.
0: Well, which one of them murdered a bat in midair? Manu Ginobili, right? Excuse? <laughs> Did you guys... I don't know if it actually murdered... You guys don't remember this? There was, like, a bat no. inside Sarah, the arena? Sarah,
2: we haven't told Ashton about the bat. Uh, we
0: weren't going to tell her
2: about the bat. Oh, my God. Bat.
0: Wait. Oh, no.
1: Ashton, sweetie, <laughs> honey, no, do, do. sometimes
2: bats get murdered.
1: <laughs> oh no! It's a. I
2: actually oh no! Don't know. I just
0: watched it. Oh Does no! Does it die? I was just being dramatic. Oh no! He like really... slots it out of midair. Yeah, it's fucked up. And then he, yeah, it's dead for sure. And then he, and then he eats it. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! He ate the bat. The bat wasn't even dead. He put it in his mouth. Oh my god! He turned to the camera and said, "I am the Batman." <laughs>
2: Holy shit. Holy fucking shit. I don't remember this. We just blew this story wide the fuck open, dude. So, we had no oh, idea got, how deep it went. Wait, he got a rabies shot after this.
0: Yeah, I would. Of course. I'm not even like scared of bats necessarily, but dude. I would be like, yeah, I need you to just inject. They're
1: so cute. Have you ever looked They're at They're adorable. Oh
2: their eyes God. are insane. This is They're a like pro bat podcast. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh,
1: So he did it then. Manu did it. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Good to know. This piping hot plate of evidence is, quite frankly, impossible to ignore. How could the Spurs be so ready to ball out in such intense heat? Were they superior beings unaffected by drastic temperature swings? Or had they been cooking up this plan all along? And if that's the case, how could they have pulled it off? All right, you guys. We've talked a little bit about how this kind of resembles a heist-style movie. So I propose we go through, we take a little peek at the Spurs roster, and let's assign some roles and see how they could have pulled off this master plan. Okay. The biggest figure here is obviously Greg Popovich. He's been with the Spurs for about mm, 500 years. What role do we think he played in this?
2: I mean, he's the ringleader, right? He's the Elliot Gold or Gold? Yeah.
0: He's the dad from Friends. Yes. That's oh, the same God. guy, right? Jack Geller. Yes. Jack <laughs> yeah. Geller, all That's time, so funny. all time. That's such a characters. funny, like, portfolio to have.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I, I will agree with that.
0: Yeah. I don't yeah. think he's ready to, like, really get his hands dirty. Mm-hmm. But he's definitely, he knows what's going on. He, if, if he didn't come up with the plan, he was part of coming up with the plan. Like, he is the main guy. He's the yeah. big. He's the big cheese.
1: Yeah, I also yeah. think he could like he could lie to someone very easily, and uh, mm-hmm. I think that's an important aspect of this.
0: Yeah, he's kind of like a media darling in the sense that, like, sure, he's kind of a grumpy old man, but it's it's charming. Yeah. So you know, he says something like, "We need to pay our bills," and everyone's like, "Teehee."
1: Yeah. Classic <laughs> pop. Couldn't have been him. It's funny. That's like a
0: funny little joke. Haha. <laughs>
2: right. Oh, he's so lighthearted.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then, if he. Is our Elliot Gold? Who is our George Clooney in this situation? If we're doing, if we're basing it off Ocean's Eleven, which we obviously are, it's hard to let's ignore looks. In yeah, this I was just gonna say <laughs> we
2: have to. I think, with the Spurs.
1: Yeah. So, so it's got to be Tim Duncan then.
0: Yeah.
2: I agree. <laughs> Just going completely opposite. She said ignore looks, but like you didn't have to go that hard. Yeah.
0: Alex thinks Tim's, Tim Duncan is sexy.
2: Tim Duncan in the jeans.
1: Oh <laughs> my God. Huge gene or jorts. They might be jorts actually in the picture that I'm thinking
2: of. Impossible to know what was what in the, the 90s. It's the same thing.
0: Yeah. Where does gene become jort? <laughs> yeah. Blur the line between gene and jort.
2: <laughs> okay, I like Tim Duncan as a George Clooney type. Yeah. But that means there's some like very sad um, sort of like romantic past that Tim Duncan must have with something regarding. The Heat or LeBron. That, you know, remains to be seen. Yeah. I do like that idea. He just has his eye on the prize. Freshly out of jail, just like Tim Mm -hmm. Duncan. And Mm -hmm. ready to make a killing. Just like Tim Duncan. On whatever.
0: (laughs) That's his brand. So I don't know exactly what roles this is in Ocean's Eleven. I just want to say that in terms of, like, the muscle, the bodyguards, the two dudes watching over everything... Boris Dion, Aaron Baines.
2: Oh, Yeah, <laughs> that is perfect. Yeah. Boris, oh my God. Boris yeah. is
0: the name of a security guard. And Aaron yeah. looks
2: for sure. like that. And Aaron Absolutely. is scary
0: to look at.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what, so they're, they are the, they are, God, I'm really trying to, I'm grasping at, at paper straws here. <laughs> trying to find out. Who I'm grasping who they, at
0: reusable straws here.
2: <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah oh sorry I'm sustainable sorry oh sorry. wow does that upset our listeners <laughs> <laughs> um who I'm trying to find who they are like when is there a position that they you know it doesn't matter doesn't matter yeah, I don't know a spot like for them. Ocean's they're
2: like the unnamed <laughs>
0: Are, Ash are, is trying you know to get I mean?
2: lines for Boris Dion. And <laughs> She's trying to get them. Like, but well, what do they do functionally? She, in the they
0: movie? need to have spoken lines, otherwise they don't get paid the same as the <laughs> other actors. Well, they're
2: extras? I hardly think. So. <laughs> I just, I
1: really like thinking about the choreographed scenes in Ocean's Eleven where it's like, this guy hands it off to this guy, and now he's under a mm-hmm. cart, and there's a thing with the stuff, and I just want to, I want to be able to see that
2: all play out, so so that's all playing out and Aaron and Boris are in the background slack-jawed watching it they are not involved in they're in
0: suits they have their arms folded in front of them here's how I like (laughs) to picture it it's panning across it Mm -hmm. hits Boris's face the camera dips down you see Patty Mills between them and it goes (laughs) back up and it's Aaron Baines and it's just one continuous pan
1: yeah and it's like in the Super Mario movie where the Dinosaurs, you know the elevator. <laughs> you, no, hang
0: on. <laughs> uh, <Nerd> alert <laughs>
1: <laughs> The Super Mario real person movie with John Leguizamo, where they like—is
2: <laughs> he Luigi? John Leguizamo? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Then, I, then, I, then you can continue because if he wasn't Luigi, I would want nothing oh to do with this movie. God. I've never seen this movie. The oh. there's like bodies. Another heist movie? <laughs> it's
1: technically not a heist, but there's like bad guy with dinosaur heads. And they okay. like sway oh, yeah. they're like bodyguards and they like sway in the elevator. It's Okay. It, okay. It, I don't know where I was going with it at the time, but so is that Aaron did Baines that help? And Boris Dia. That's them. <laughs> did I contribute to the podcast?
2: That that clears something up. <laughs> yeah.
0: Boris Diaz, Aaron with Baines, the bodyguards. <laughs>
2: With the way we have focused on bodyguards, you'd think Ocean's Eleven would have to be recast, rewritten, and refilmed to just focus on two goons. Yeah. <laughs> None of the fun stuff. Goons but okay. Eleven. Okay. All right. <laughs> Who is
0: our Brad Pitt? Uh,
2: Brad Pitt? <laughs> I'm just trying to think of anyone hot on the Spurs. Yeah, just the struggling. Spurs team
0: looks wise a little gutted at this point, but it's Okay.
2: <laughs> um yeah they're I can't think
1: of anyone that's hot Brad Pitt's the best character in that and I I know I'm getting like a little too attached to these characters and not having very much imagination but um maybe someone like Manu
0: yeah like kind of a mentor hype man he's been around the block he knows what he's doing yeah which would make sense because it would give Manu that relationship with our Matt Damon character who is Kawhi Leonard in my opinion
2: <gasps> Ooh. Okay. Yeah.
0: Young up and comer, like MVP, mm-hmm. good with his hands. You know.
2: Okay. Good with his hands. Yeah. Giant hands.
0: Giant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like that pick a lot, and I and I do also want to say about Brad Pitt in that movie. I kind of could see him like be swatting a bat out of the air. So yeah. I think okay. this is really starting to come together.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. In terms of who we think actually did the job of sabotaging the air conditioning. I'm going to say it's probably like a little space you have to squeeze into. I don't know. I tried to find the blueprints for the AT&T Center <laughs> online. For some reason, they don't publish those. Can't imagine why. Mm. Thank God. Government oversight. Yeah. But I'm going to have to assume it's he, somebody would need to squeeze himself into some sort of tiny space, perhaps in an awkward angle. The only person cut out for the job, Tony Parker. The French are natural contortionists.
2: Yeah. This is one thing we all know.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's... They all have to serve two years in Cirque du Soleil. Government
0: mandated Cirque du Soleil. He used his service in Cirque du Soleil to contort himself into the necessary space to sabotage an air conditioning system.
2: That checks out, actually. And, you know, this just brings up a really good point that I believe... And don't don't fact check me on this. The readers can or the listeners can. I think there might be 10 French people that exist in the world because here's the thing. The only French person I've ever met literally descends from the person who invented the leotard. Like that is her family's last name. Oh, my God. (laughs) And like that's like the one thing. Right. How is that the only French person I know? There can't be that many of them.
0: The leotard family. The baguette family. The
2: Parker family. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, yeah, why is his last name Parker? <laughs>
1: is
0: anyone talking about
2: this? It, his name's yeah. Tony, too. I mean, it's, it doesn't sound. It's short for Antoinette.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Antoinette Parker.
2: Why didn't I think about
0: that?
1: So I do want to get back to the fact that someone's last name is
0: Leotard
2: Leotard. Yes. Yeah. That's he interesting. He fucking invented that. Isn't that crazy? And that's like her party trick when I met her. She was like, by the way, like, you know, the third day I met her. That's awesome. Oh my god. I'd probably tell everybody too. It's
1: crazy that that's a th- that it's a brand, but like we they're all called leotards now.
2: Yeah. Right. It's like a band-aid bandage thing.
1: Yeah. The power mm. of the French. So there's ten French people and Tony Parker's one of them. And there's yeah. only ten people circulating through the Cirque du Soleil machine, which mm-hmm. is, <laughs> makes it even more crazy. The machine. Yeah. <laughs>
2: it's always like a tiny little dude in these heist movies that like yeah yeah you're right like fits into the small spaces clips yeah. the wires like does yeah. the somersaulting through the vents yeah that is definitely tony parker and obviously like <laughs> tiny is subjective here but i
0: think he was like the second shortest person on the team he's like six three he's the yeah. second shortest person on tiny. the team at the time tiny tiny little man little boy much
2: smaller than the rest of us you can hardly see him
0: yeah he turns to the side and he disappears where do he go <laughs> We're calling a timeout to bring you an important announcement. Hi, I'm DeLon Wright, an American professional basketball player for the Detroit Pistons,
1: and I drink Bowie beer. Whether I'm with my teammates, the Detroit Pistons, my brother, former NBA player Darrell Wright, or I'm just out on the town in the Motor City, I've always got a Bowie beer nearby. But DeLon Wright, how could you get Bowie beer in Detroit when it's brewed local in Astoria, Oregon, you're probably asking. Well, it's easy, I'm rich, and I have it shipped here. And with red ales, lager, pilsners, IPAs, and more, there's a Bowie Beer for every occasion. I'm Delon Wright, professional NBA player, and this is a real ad for Bowie Beer. How could you possibly check if Delon Wright has an endorsement deal with Bowie Beer? That information isn't really readily available on Google. This ad really was brought to you by Bowie Beer, however, Please don't try to Google or look into the fact that DeLon Wright may or may not have an endorsement with Gooey Beer and this may or may not even be DeLon Wright speaking right now.
0: Anyway, Gooey Beer. Yeah, boy. Start warming up because it's time to get back into the pod. So LeBron has that famous quote, they're smoking us out. They're trying to smoke out of here. Which kind of gives the idea that LeBron perhaps wasn't in on the joke, or the prank, if you want to call it that. But <laughs> he knew it was going on. So what do we think about that?
2: It's really hard to say. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to say whether LeBron wanted this to happen so he could c- basically create and be a part of his own comeback story. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. he just failed. Like, maybe mm-hmm. he actually thought he'd be able to, like, play through this, but he just couldn't. Yeah. yeah.
1: Maybe it's like, maybe he sets these person these obstacles because he's like accomplishes so much and everything's a little too easy so he's like yeah yeah yeah. i have to prove to myself that i can overcome the next thing
0: i could also see that he knew something like this was going on and instead of like alerting people and being like hey he thought that he could just deal with it on his own kind of similar like (laughs) oh they're gonna destroy the ac well i'll show them Mm -hmm. just kidding so that (laughs) would kind of make him like the casino owner in this situation
2: yeah yeah, yeah that's true
0: like knows it's going on but it's like a pride thing like oh well i like i'm not yeah. gonna let them get the best of me so pride is julia it,
1: yeah. roberts is julia roberts the natty
0: the natty ice
1: yeah like that would be it yeah that's what that's like the love triangle i guess she's yeah, the cha- the-
2: she's the championship trophy yeah Mhm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're both going for it one of them feels more entitled to her than the other very fucked up misogyny vibes in Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> yeah.
0: When when in reality, neither of them deserve her. Yeah, like if you had to choose one, George Clooney. But, you know. Yeah. If LeBron is our casino owner in this situation, who are his goons? He absolutely has two dudes on his side. He can just kind of boss around and get to do his bidding.
2: There is one person that's sticking out in my head at the moment. That is the person that looks like he would be cast as like a goon in a movie already, mm-hmm. and that would be Shane Battier. He Shane has, Battier. yeah, he has the smooth head of a Russian goon. <laughs> That's what I'll say. He
1: <clears throat> was kind of known for like cheap shots or something. And, like I'm. What was that? Whoa! Whoa! What was that?
0: What was that?
2: Whoa! Birdman, baby! It's a
0: bird. It's a man. It's a bat. <laughs> It's, it's a bat, and he's, he's eating its head. <laughs> he's eating it. He's doing it. it again.
2: The Ozzy Osbourne of the NBA. <laughs> yes. Chris Anderson, Birdman.
0: Birdman.
1: Okay, so goons are Birdman and Shane Battier.
0: Those are two dudes. LeBron, they're, they're just sitting on their, at their lockers waiting for LeBron to tell them to go do some stuff. I love that for them. I think the life of a goon is a simple and fulfilling life. <laughs>
2: That'd be a great movie just in itself. Like, all the background stuff that happens in a goon's life before he shows up wearing the suit doing his goon duties. Oh my god,
0: that's such a good idea. Yeah, Somebody write it.
2: We should make that movie. Should we? That seems like a flagrant production.
0: Yeah. So we kind of have the main characters of this heist set. Do you guys think this was a full squad job do we think this is the workings of an elite team that we've already named because i don't Mm. think personally they could have like involved the maintenance staff or anyone like that that's too many loose ends if a heist movie has taught me anything the more loose ends the more likely it is that everything goes awry so what do you guys Mm -hmm. think
1: um i think everyone's in on it i know what you're saying but oceans 11 actually talks about this Mm-hmm. He, they they talk about how big they need their team to be. And they're like, should we do 10? And then they're like, no, no, let's do 11. So I bet there's 11 people in the And then they turn to the camera and they Shit. wink. Yeah.
0: <laughs> let's do Ocean's let's 11. Do
1: Ocean's 11. <laughs> I think everybody, I, I think that it uh, is like a team bonding thing. And, and like I talked about the choreography. I like to think about 15 yeah. of them like playing their very specific roles.
0: You think after the ropes course and the trust falls, they destroy the air conditioning Mm -hmm. at their arena?
2: I mean, that does check out as far as, like, Pop's very inclusive leadership style, you know, Mm -hmm. him wanting to bring everybody in. But I honestly, I think the opposite. I think it's more of a need-to-know thing. I think there are probably some duds on the Spurs team that if they were trying to get involved in it, they would just muck it up. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that it was probably a select few Pop's choice who were involved. Yeah. Pop's faves. <laughs> Pop's choice.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Alex here. I think besides the people we named, there's maybe one or two others, but you don't really need, I mean, you don't need that many people to destroy the air conditioning at a stadium. It seems easy enough. But I agree <laughs> that, you know, the more people, I was thinking about it and. If the Warriors did this, I would love if it was, you know, a whole team collaborative effort, like Ashton yeah. said, a team bonding moment. But then it definitely couldn't happen this year because then you have Kelly Oubre posting about it on Instagram for sure. Yeah. Like, you know, who's going to yeah. be the guy that spills the beans? It's <laughs> in this case for the Warriors, it would be Tsunami Poppy. <laughs> I don't know who that might be for the 2014 Spurs, but I think the more people you add, the more likely it is that this does not go untalked about the way we are talking about it right now
1: yeah but like there's such the Spurs are such nerds there's no one that's like Kelly Oubre no
0: offense yeah you're right there well there's just like nobody like Kelly Oubre True. In I mean yeah Kelly Oubre is Brad well, Pitt
2: yeah we've already determined that there's no one hot enough to be Kelly Oubre on the Spurs so. yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah. all right but yeah fine. I'm gonna
0: say
1: only a few of them did it whatever guys Ashton, you're
0: entitled you're allowed to believe wow that. Ashton's that's flip-flopping it. hmm
1: Whatever, I'll do whatever the team wants.
0: <laughs> Such a team player. Thank you, Ashton.
2: You know, the people, people like when we argue and fight and have different opinions. So I, I yeah. say you stick with it. Yeah. And we really fight about it on Twitter. Fine,
0: tour. I'll
1: do whatever you tell me. I'll fight. I'll argue. <laughs> but you're still agreeing with me. <laughs>
0: Shit. <laughs> We've really worked it. ourselves into a hole here. There's no way out of this. Do you guys have any final thoughts before we wrap this one up?
1: Um, I kind of want to see a reboot of Ocean's Eleven with Kelly Oubre now because he's the only person who could play Brad Pitt hot, yeah. be and be hot enough.
0: Be hot. He's the only person who's <laughs> hot enough to be Brad Pitt. Yeah.
2: Personally, I'm going to look into all of the goons in all of the famous heist movies and rank them. Okay, mm-hmm. well,
1: can you also look into the, goon, the dinosaur goons in the Super Mario Bros. movie?
2: So... <laughs> Trying to think uh, if it's worth my time. Hmm. Dude, it's actually a good movie. Is it? I mean, the thing <laughs> is, I fucking love Super Mario. Like, who doesn't? But yeah, that, you just, that movie it. just never got on my radar. But now I feel like I have to. I yeah. don't even
0: think, I can't even, I have, like, no visual image for that in my mind. I don't think I've ever even seen, like, promo footage.
2: Yeah, I'm, like, a little
1: worried
0: I made it up. Let me check. Ashton dreamt up an entire movie.
2: <laughs> no, it I... definitely exists. And, like, okay. John Leguizamo is luigi so that yeah. checks out
1: you guys gotta watch it you gotta watch oh it my god you, you gotta see the dinosaurs oh yeah i'm looking at some images
2: don't yeah.
0: like ew what is that dude it's a good
2: movie i swear we need to ask like our listeners if they have also seen this movie and we're just the only assholes who haven't <laughs> yes <laughs> that's the, the a, fuck that's the guy i was talking about that's like <laughs> in the Sierra elevator is holding up a character so that's one of the goons It looks like his head
0: is a basketball, so I can see why this (laughs) popped into your head.
2: Yeah. You guys,
0: just watch it.
1: You'll get there. You'll get with me. Everybody that's listening, watch it.
2: Okay.
0: Well, before we wrap it up, we have to take a vote. Do we think this was a crime? Do we think it really happened? Or do we think this was a conspiracy? Just a tall tale that will be told throughout time. Ashton and Alex, what do you guys
2: think? There is zero chance that an ac breaks and sends temperatures above 90 degrees even in San Antonio in such a short amount of time. It is absolutely a crime. Mm. It happened.
1: Yeah. Ashton, I trust Dave with my life. Mhm. So, I'm going to side <laughs> I'm going to side with Dave. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a conspiracy. It's a crime. It's not a conspiracy.
0: I would think it would, I would say it would be disrespectful to look at all the evidence Dave gave us and still yeah. try to say this was a conspiracy. I'm going to say that's three votes for crime. Golden buzzer. You are going to Hollywood, baby. <laughs> Woo. What? It's America's got talent. Ashton. Okay. That's a better thought... reference than the Mario movie. <laughs> I, <do know. laughs> I mean, you can't get indignant with me about that. And
2: meanwhile, you're like, Oh yeah. You guys seen the Mario movie. You know the dinosaur goons from the Super Mario live-action movie? Dude, it's
1: really good. You guys would love
2: it. It sounds amazing, Ashton. Have a little edible. Watch the movie. That'd be the only way that you could watch that movie. Maybe
0: maybe that'll be the movie we do a watch-along of. We're going to do maybe a watch-along of Ocean's Eleven. Um I think contextually more important is the Mario movie. <laughs> yeah,
2: I think yeah. I think we have to dive into that. I think yeah. there's time for both, honestly. Yeah. yeah
0: well, we have true. we have 30 hours of Zoom now. We can do both. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: we are Zoom rich We baby. Upgraded. You guys don't even know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the future. <laughs> All right. Flagrant Fam, we also want to hear from you. Tweet us your theories at Flagrant Mag and make sure to check out our Patreon for additional content including some bloopers. And I don't know, maybe we'll watch the Mario movie together. Ooh. Yeah, maybe. No promises. <laughs> Certainly can't promise that. <laughs> um, Ashton and Alex, where can people find you on the internet?
1: Um, I can be found at lil underscore butts, at lil underscore b-u-t-s on
2: Instagram and Twitter. Twitter. Alex uh, I can be found at Owl Hicks O-W-L-H-I-X on Instagram and Twitter but don't bother me on Instagram just tweet at me yeah <laughs> I truly
1: don't... just don't yeah Instagram's a waste of our
2: time it's a little personal on Instagram like yeah. come on whenever I get
1: an Instagram message I'm like oh, I have to look at an Instagram message yeah.
2: I always wonder if I accidentally put my butt on stories and people are responding <laughs> to it or something I have no idea what is happening there oh my god I can't wait for that to happen
0: You can find me on Twitter or, I guess, Instagram at Sierra Mountains. It's C-I-A-R-A, like the singer. Mountains, like the geographical formation. If you don't enjoy seeing my personal tweets, I also run the Flagrant Mag Twitter account at Flagrant Mag and at Flagrant Mag on Instagram. All right. It was nice talking to you guys. I guess it's time to go cool off a little bit.
2: Bye, bitches. (laughs) Sounds good.
0: (laughs) Amazing sign-off. Yeah, we destroyed Ashton's spirit (laughs) (laughs) did the spurs really bust the ac to beat the heat we may never know all we can say for sure is that when they finally make this saga into a movie donald sutherland has to play the role of greg popovich otherwise we won't bother seeing it flagrant pod is brought to you by the same all-star squad that brings you flagrant mag and is produced by emma waitman Music for the episode was created by Janet Blackwell and John Misensky, who you can find on Instagram at Janet M. Blackwell and at B.LakeMusic.